Postman Show on AlbionRadio.com. When will it be that the cryptology, the lack of evidence, is evidence? Cryptology is a term invented by the late French-Belgian scientist Bernard Hallermans, who is known as the father of cryptozoology. It literally means a study of hidden animals not yet known to science. This discipline, in principle, may not sound like anything controversial. New species of living organisms discovered all the time, and some of these have proven quite remarkable. But one of the poster boys of the cryptozoology world is the Colon Kalanath, C-O-E-L-A-C-A-N-T-H. It's an ancient fish that was thought to have gone extinct about 66 million years ago. It's also known from fossils. The finding of a specimen of this fish off the coast of South America in 1938 caused the global sensation. Over years, more have been caught and studied, revealing amazing attributes. These fishes are closely related to mammals, more than fish- other fishes. They've even been filmed in their natural habitat. We, cryptozoologists always point to organisms like this as proof that the hidden animals can exist and there's potential to discover new ones. It's, uh, it says in this uh, one of these articles that cryptozoologists do not do expeditions. Well, I'm sorry, I can counteract that because I know of an uh, organisation called the Centre of Futon Zoology, which you can find on Facebook, which have done regular cryptozoology expeditions. Along, and one of these people that does them is a man called Richard Freeman. Please look him up. So I am going to counteract that bit on the article with that following statement. What creatures do we normally look for in the cryptozoology world? Well, let's start with the classics. Bigfoot is said to be a creature that is a large ape-like humanoid wandering the forests of California. Countless eyewitness accounts, accounts, numerous alleged footprints, casts, films, photographs, sound recordings, and higher samples. Unfortunately, it is a problem because there's no conclusive evidence of a body ever found. A lot less monster. Uh, it's supposed to be habit the Loch Ness Lake in Scotland. There's been large, yet again, large numbers of eyewitness accounts and several films and of course the most famous photograph was not this was actually a fake yeti or the adorable snowman was uh, reported from the many uh, mountains after several explanations and many other cryptoids that supposed to be extinct but hey i don't believe they are because i'm a cryptozoologist so i'm going to say that anyway so am I extinct? No. There you are. Why not check out a new book about Bigfoot? Beyond the Fray, a Bigfoot, a new book on Sasquatch. By Nick Freeman. What do you see above the front of that covers? A new book from Shannon Logo. A full title, Beyond the Fray, Bigfoot. Very generously, mail mail the review of the book. 
couple of weeks ago. And he reviewed the book. It's subject of Bigfoot focus on the history of mystery and old case files, theories of what creatures might be, controversial photographs. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's vital to solve the puzzle. The opening chapter comes from a man named David. His counts are significantly different to many cases. A lot of people in the field of cryptology take view that Bigfoot creatures are largely gentle creatures. He, however, quickly came to the conclusion that his life was potentially in danger but came to encounter in his own words, and I remember there, things were likely could have been a further turn. So there you are, check out the latest book by Shannon, Shannon Lego and J. Mitchell Hope, Beyond the Fray, Discovering a new, a new Bigfoot, a new book on Sasquatch. Strange news related to the world of animal insects. Studying wasps to put an age to art. Scientists believe well-known prehistoric rock art in Western Australia are younger than previously thought. They've been able to try to date this by remnants of mud wasps nests found over underneath them. Study described a paper in journal science advances for the most recent decades using this novel and challenging approach. The gallery and paintings of Grimbley region were notoriously hard to date. Evidence suggested they painted the far back as 17,000 years ago and the span of several thousand years by a remarkable long-life-lived artistic tradition. A team led by Damien Flinch from the University of Melbourne Input from the Australian Nuclear Science and Technology Organisation presented its findings, suggesting it likely painted during a narrow frame time, 12,400 years ago. They used radiocarbon dating, which determined how long also living people died. Welcome traditional owners of the Aboriginal sites, they analysed the nests of wasps, built mud nests and rock walls, sometimes incorporating charcoal from regular local bushfires by dating the charcoal in the nest. Yes mate the nests were built when they were built. By dating nests they painted over we painted over they determine the maximum age of artwork. By dating nests and the top of building paintings they found minimum ages. Possible age ranges of nineteen to twenty one paintings studied overlap during a brief period between twelve thousand and thirteen thousand years ago. Victorian Britain experienced a golden age of literary ghost story, with imaginings grown wild and every thought of supernatural. By the time it seemed a dark corner about rational scientific mind couldn't eliminate, researchers such as John Fourier and Samuel Hibbert were clear, keen to clear up all the talk of phantoms. Its pioneering physicians interpreted sightings of ghosts not as eternal entities but as product of glitches of the brain. After images with over assimilated optical nerves, so such theories that supernatural originated in the dark recesses of the mind, which were all itself delusions. Apparitions weren't on the dead, appearing to the living or fleeting illusions, thrown by an unpredictable psyche, often provoked by ailments of poor health, as Ebenezer Cruz said to the ghost of his late business partner. Jacob Marling, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. 
You may be an underestimated bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of underdone potato. There is more gravy than a gravy about you. But many people are enjoyed over entertaining these self delusions from its origins in upstate New York in nineteen eighteen forty eight. Spiritualism, the belief that spirits are dead, could communicate the living, spread to Britain in the eighteen fifties. One of the appeals that it seemed to offer observable imperial evidence of the influx of the spiritual world upon their material surroundings. Genius seances, which are meetings with which people try to contact the deceased through medium spirits who supposedly cause furniture to lift and more. Michael Faraday set up a clear that the uh, the these strange happenings. A keen debunker experimenter, Faraday devised the idiometer effect to prove the phenomenon. Nothing to do with ghosts. Instead, is a method of the unconscious muscle movements of which persisting in the science. Scientists from various fields have engaged in the march of the intellect and attempt to diminish the reality of people's experience of ghosts or tricks of the mind. Many uh, Victorians weren't happy with this. Such some the Society of Psychological Research established in 1882 believed nothing could be beyond the realm of scientific theory, including supernatural. Led by suspected scholars as Henry and Ian Law Sedgwick and physicist William Barrett, members of the society would be willing to state their repetitions on their findings. Various subcommittees investigated hypnotism, telepathy, sciences, and ha- hauntings. Their work would expose fools for powerful to play by scientific controls to the investigations. Critics complained of the willingness to give credits to these such ideas of incorporating influence that only revival a credible belief in ghosts. This is from the Pale Mail Gazette, October 21st, 1882. A scientific attitude is so new and unfixed a position it can be only preserved by careful observation from dangerous trends of thought. Even the ablest and most scientific observers, when they have taken the first step by inquiring, may sink to the very bottom of the pond. They finish. Despite the efforts of 19th century scientists, ghosts have never been convincingly explained. Strange animals. A big black cat of very... Very cross, sparks, beast of Bodmin rumours. His huge tail disappeared the blink of an eye. A dark, mysterious creature ran across the country lane, prompting some question whether the beast of Bodmin is on the prowl. Reports of big cats roaming around Cornwall were nothing new. Hundreds of sightings over the years. This latest female, feral, feral female, spotted near Foley. One woman posted on Facebook community page that she was driving home that n- a night and saw a huge but what a huge but thought was a big dog. That dog went out in front of a car, very cross turning. It it had a her home bright turn not to hit it, but now thinking about it, it may have been a black panther, as its huge tail and long legs, very muscular, she added. How it did not hit it, I do not know. Lots of cars in front are pining me so I don't know if they saw it too. It was too it was quick too. A few years ago, a leopard from a nearby private zoo escaped and was on loose for six days. During that time, it ravaged several sheep for it was finally captured by a local farmer. 
Some were quick to remind people of the incident. However, there were no such reports of escaped animals in recent days. One person wrote, there is, no, there is a private collection of big cats and other rare species near Foley. It is a news as well back when one of the cats escaped. I hope it didn't happen again. It's the first time since 1983 that ever since reports of of bombing have flooded in. Since 2000, year 2000, more than 200 sightings have reported in Devon Cornwall Falls area, including reports of Tiger Loose, a beast suggesting its dinner in the back garden. One person from Axwell, Sir Devon, told police the beast of Bodmin Moor is at the top of my garden, lying down, digesting his dinner. I called you 30 minutes ago to be aware of this. Last year, the force revealed that in the investigation, nearly 30 sightings with cats and loose, even Devon and over four years. Information supplied, use it following a Freedom of Information Act, show that officers were called to 28 separate occasions between July, January 2011 and July 2015. On at least four occasions, officers attended, but took no further action to investigate. Data does not include the spate sightings between August 2016 and today. A beast is reported in many places, including St. Augustine, Four Lanes, Hale and Plymouth. In 1995, an organisation known as ADDAS, Archaeological Development or Advisory Service, Spent 26 days and 88,200 the two scientists, maths answer to Mulder and Scully, to establish once and all that Beast of Bodmin Moor was real or fake and carry out a government funded investigation. Concluded it was not possible to prove that big cats were lo- not living wild in the countryside, but experts have confirmed, confident that even if they were, they posed little threat to the livestock. They read it accepted that it was smart of the investigation. It would be, never be possible to prove that such an animal, animals, do, 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 did not exist. If believe they did, they, they have hard evidence from forthcoming people, hopefully supply material for investigation reported sightings, suspected livestock killings and injuries. No available evidence for the presence of a big cat was found. Only four suspected livestock kills reported in nearly six months, none of which gave any indication involvement in anything other than native animals and dogs. There's no significant threat to livestock from Big Cat or Bobby Moore. Is that me or is that you? How have you ever experienced your own doppelganger? So what exactly is a doppelganger? The word itself translates as do doppelganger or double walker in German, defined as a ghostly counterpart of a living person. Traditional folklore doppelganger is the use considered to be ghostly apparitions or attendees rather than physical beings and almost sinister in nature. The slight of one, either of your own or of someone else, is widely considered to be a bad omen or doppelgangers, especially hoverers of darkness, bad luck and sometimes straight up evil. Most of the time a doppelganger is viewed as an omen or tragedy, illness or death or person is copied. You know the evil twin trope that is common in many cultures, playing in the, in, out in literature, art, film and more. That's exactly the mythology of the doppelganger. So, according to legends, how many there was a famous doppelganger? Citing so was the case of President Abraham Lincoln. It was originally claimed he saw a double reflection of himself in a mirror, his face appearing in two separate distinct images. The second face was distinctly paler and more sickly looking than his actual reflection. 
He allegedly shared this haunting experience with his wife. According, and she said to be very worried and told Lincoln she believed the paleness of the half Dorham, which was a bad omen, and meant that Lincoln was to serve his first full term and he would not finish his second. This proved to be true. Whether the reported Doppelganger of sighting was warning, premonition is up to debate. So the edge of the evil twin could be calling to a Doppelganger mythology, be more than someone else, or any time bringing negative omens of galore. Many stupid Doppelganger accounts suggest the apparition might attempt to provide evidence advice to the person that they shadow, but this advice can be misleading and malicious. It also tempts to plant sensitive ideas in their victim's mind, causing great confusion apparently. They also try to interact with others as you and react with others. There are many reports throughout history of Doppelgangers serving as bad omens, appearing as supernatural apparitions. So, beware. The person behind you may be you looking at you, and looking at you. Harry asked aliens now, or UFOs. Thailand Square Crow, Ipteritual. People that live in Thailand, this comes from a report for a person who lived in Thailand for many years. As you may know, I live in Thailand. Over a couple of years, I've been posting videos, including a few stories from my adopted home. Today I bring you a serious figure seen in Northern province of Chiang Rai. This ghostly figure is thought to be some kind of supernatural scarecrow, while the villagers, the latest analysts, claim it was an extraterrestrial, a small, red-eyed, yellowish entity that claimed was frolicking in the air above the rice fields of northern villages. So that's what it was. It's been, been again. Let's take a look. Let's start by taking a bit of history. Chaelong is north of the capital of Bangkok, areas known as producing archaeological produce. Witnesses of the occurrence said that they saw a ghostly scarecrow in Chiang Rai sky. So what did they describe? Described as being being bad reddish skin, a big head with bulbous red eyes, a tiny large mouth, large ears, and was a soul statue. Spizarzi, having no visible arms, a strange pointed feet. It floated evidently over, over the rice fields on occasion, seemed to make efforts to communicate with Thai farmers. It was a cool morning on August 31st, 2005. Handful residents of a small village, Thai village, Hang Nam Yak, spotted a bizarre yearish humanoid figure hovering over a ridge which ran through a rice and lemongrass paddy of local 69-year-old farmer, T.I.K. Kit Kung Bon. The first to witness a strange event come was a 54-year-old man, Sukawin Ban Rat Hatch Chessack. He claims that he's seen a mysterious being while riding his bicycle past the field between 8 and 8.30 in the morning. He was adamant about what he'd seen and others accusing him of being drunk. He insisted he was completely sober. The confused man thought the humanoid was a scarecrow and somehow denominated, automated. And under further investigation, a man could clearly see he was a living being. He said that moment that he realised the thing was some kind of creature 
which sent chills down his spine. Hobbing Scarecrow nodded his head and stared intensely at him with large bulbous red blood red eyes. He had a feeling he was asking for help. He was quick to make an exit and left the screen, but nothing before not before showing the story he'd seen with other villagers. He described the armless homoid creature with two small legs, tampered to fo- tapered to pointed feet, yellow coloured skin. He claimed the thing was about thirty inches in height, with a big head with equally large ears attached to a relatively small body. To told her how it seemed a gravity no effect in a little yellow entity. Rather than serving as a warning, he was the only tree the villagers who wanted to see this thing with their own two eyes. This is when the encounter with the yellow had a counter with the yellow being, later claiming that the woman was the first to spot the humanoid at six thirty in the morning, but didn't inform anyone. Something that seemed very unlikely to me. We met investigator Kitasham Rakakosk, who heard the story from the local village gossip, and decided to hunt down the answer.